This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. The Big Interview, intriguing lives, remarkable careers, and gripping stories. I'm Sonal Rupani alongside Chris McCarty and Robbie Greenfield. His name is Robert Kraft. Everyone knows him as Raven, and he is an institution on Miami South Beach. The reason he is an institution is because he has been running on Miami South Beach for the best part of four and a half decades, nearly 46 years. Now, when you say running on South Beach, he's become an institution, you literally mean he runs there every day, come rain or shine. He has not missed a day in nearly 46 years. Unbelievable. And he has run eight miles a day. Just think about that. Think of all your days. I've not been alive 46 years, nor have you guys. But think about doing something every day that takes eight-mile run... It's a sizable run. It's, it's definitely well over an hour. It's probably two hours. Think of doing something like that every single day with all the things that life throws at you, with all the different ailments and weather problems and all that, every single day without missing a day since New Year's Eve 1974. This is so confusing to me on multiple levels because people get sick. Yeah. People have injuries. Yeah. People Florida, go on Florida, Florida he, has hurricanes. He started as a young man in his 20s. And he promised himself that he would run every single day in the year 1975. Once he'd built that habit, he just kept on going. And just a month after his 70th birthday, he turned 70 in October, he's still going. Amazing. So let's hear from the man himself. I asked him, how many miles is he up to when I spoke to him last week? 134,416 miles. It just keeps going up. <laughs> yeah, it does, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Better Brilliant. than you, Robert. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I have my calculator out as well. I was like, Raven, you beat me to the punch. But uh, let's go back to the beginning, shall we? It, it did beg the question, how did this remarkable journey begin? I was a songwriter in Nashville in 1970, and uh, somebody got a hold of a song I wrote. It became a hit, and uh, I never got credit. I never um, copyrighted the song. I didn't know I was uh, uh, 19 years old. So I came back here, heard the song on the radio, and uh, called the radio station, and they said, uh, no, your name's not on that record. So I was pretty angry for a couple of years and uh, ran into these boxers from the old Fifth Street gym where Muhammad Ali used to train. And they were out there doing their road work, and they invited me. We were all young guys. And uh, immediately, I felt so much better. And then running became my savior at at that point. That might just be the weirdest origin story <laughs> I think we've ever told. I don't know it's what great. I was expecting that would compel somebody to run that distance every single yeah. day, but it was not that. It's no, a great it was story. not an you know, uncopyrighted song. But before we wanted to get into all his running <laughs> anecdotes and his tales of that, I had to ask whether he'd ever had the chance to confront the guy who stole his song. He did a concert here a couple of years later, and I talked to some band members, and they said, oh, he, he wrote that song. And uh, what I think happened is I gave the song to Johnny Cash and Johnny Cash handed it to him and said, he's a new songwriter in town. Maybe he could help you because I'm writing my own songs. And, I, and he put it in his pocket. I looked in his eyes and he was out of it. And I thought and I, later, years later, I saw his handwriting and it looked very similar to mine. So he probably thought he wrote it. And, uh, you know, because I blamed it. First 20 years, I blamed him. And after that, I said, you know, it wasn't done intentional. It just, it just happened. You know, he, he thinks he wrote the song. 
Have you been able to forgive him? Yes, I have. He's uh, he's pretty old right now. He's still alive, and uh, I'm still writing songs. I I got tons of great songs out there, uh, or I want to put out. So uh, I'm still doing it. I'm still creative, and uh, you know, I, I want to be a a seventy year old. Uh, Hit songwriter. Well, the surprises just keep on coming. Yeah. He handed this song to Johnny Cash. That was quite a name drop there. Oh, that was great. Muhammad Ali and Johnny <laughs> yeah. Cash all in the first couple of minutes of this chat. But what specifically was it about running that he found so appealing? Uh, peaceful. You know, I had a tough childhood and, and then I lost the song. So I was always an angry, angry young man. And immediately after I finished running... I felt I felt at peace with everything and people noticed it It says, oh, you're you're like a different person. You know, you're kind and, you know, you're nice. You you were never like that before. And that was the big change in myself is the the peaceful feeling I got uh, after a run. Now, we are laughing and joking here, but. Someone stealing his song. Yeah, it mm. crushed him when he yeah, was a Yeah, it really kid. affected him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, the, the run, running gave him kind of that inner peace, that salvation to kind of get back on a, an even keel with his life. And it was just, it was his antidote. And, it, and it's obviously something that he stuck with. Uh, and, and I'm sure you've got a lot of questions. Uh, and the first one, let's be honest, is how on earth did Raven get his nickname? When I started running, the, the, the boxers that, that knew me they had they first they called me cowboy because I used to always after the run I'd walk around with boots on, you know, as my way of dressing up. And I said, I'm really not a cowboy. I don't ride horses and I don't live out, you know, out in the west. And uh, then one guy said to me, you know, you're kind of like a raven. You know, you were I always wear black clothes, uh, you know, and uh, write these dark songs. And I'm up and up up late at night. And I said, you know, that's that's more fitting. And that that's how it all happened. If I get a call and someone says, uh, is Robert home? I said, they, I said to myself, they're probably trying to uh, get me to, to, to pay something I owe or something. Now, I don't owe anything, but if somebody doesn't know me. Yeah, if anyone ever calls me Robert, I know it's a bank. I know it's either a financial advisor or a bank calling me. Yeah, someone trying to sell you something. Uh, just very quickly, and I just want to reiterate this, he really has become an institution. People will oh, head out and run no, with him. No, you, you will, you'll get to learn exactly how much of an institution he really has become. Um, because he's kept it going, and he, he is there, ever-present on Miami Beach. But the idea that you could do an eight-mile run every day for nearly 46 years beggars belief. So I asked Raven how the street developed and whether he ever came close to missing a day. Uh, I wanted to do one year, uh, 1975, every day, and uh, went through uh, shin splints, food poisoning, pneumonia, sore knees, and I made it. You know, I, 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 I just kept going after that. I didn't think much of it because it was like it was like a habit, and I and I became you know I've always been obsessive compulsive when I was a you know when I was a kid I played baseball if I if I got a hit I had to sit on the same side of the of the bench and i think it's the it's the obsessive compulsive compulsive that i got to go out there and do it every day and uh i got the stubborn gene i call it uh, where uh, I, I just don't quit you know if i'm sick or i'm hurting i'll do it anyway so those two things uh keep me going and then and then people coming out uh to see me to run with me to be inspired and that all keeps me going keeps keeps me motivated there must have been a day, Raven, where you came close to not being able to do it for whatever reason. Is there is there one incident you can recall where you nearly lost your streak? Well, there's been a few times. 
you know, when my back started getting bad about uh, 25 years ago, my back started really hurting. And uh, I'd walk out to the beach and I'd have to stop at every uh, parking meter. I'd have to bend down at the parking meter. And I said to myself, I could hardly walk. How am I ever going to run eight miles? And I just got out there and slowly, steadily, one step at a time, started going. The endorphins kick in and um, and the eight miles are done. So I would say the beginning of my back problems and food poisoning. You get food poisoning, you just want to lie down and die. And then you got to get up and run eight miles. And, and uh, it's, it's just a mental thing. I've had food poisoning. I would not be running eight miles on the day that I had it. I doff my cap to Raven. One of the questions I had to ask him was, why eight miles? Eight's not my favorite number, but uh, people say, why eight? And I always say, well, seven wasn't enough and nine was just too much. A lot of people do the, the, the 10K, which is 6.2. And the eight is just, a, is just pushing it a little bit more, you know, and, and I'm on the sand. Uh, I'd say the first 25 years I was on soft sand, which made the eight miles seem like uh, 12 miles. The hard pack sand, which I run on now, it's uh, I say it's equivalent to 10 miles every day, the eight miles. And I, I got four routes. I stay pretty much in the South Beach area, but twice a week I'll go a little further north just to break the monotony of, uh, you know, the same back and forth. And we don't get too bored out there. Definitely not. Never gets bored. And as we know, Florida does get some weather. <laughs> it does. That's, uh, that's a famous uh, institution in itself. Has, has that, has weather conditions ever come close to threatening to stop Raven in his tracks? Uh, eight official hurricanes were at 75 miles an hour or more. And uh, last week I was in a big tropical storm. Uh, that, that storm, Eda, I think Eda it was, it was, it was over 50 miles an hour. Because the garbage cans go down, fall down when it's over 50. So a few of the garbage cans were down. So there was there was some gust. And I've been in hail where I, I was bloodied a few times. And uh, every, I've been in everything but snow. We don't get we don't get snow down here. Uh, in 1977, we we did in the morning at one morning, but I was but I run in the afternoon, so it was gone by it was gone by then. January 19th, look it up. It did snow in the morning. Believe it or not. They all name the hurricane. So what's the worst hurricane that you've run in, Raven? Okay, Irma. It was uh, September 10th, 2017. I, I got out to the beach. It was uh, approximately 100 mile an hour winds. And I was with another another crazy guy. You know, he knew, he knew I'd be going. We got out to the beach twice. And it spun us around like a top. It, uh, it blinded me. And then I sunk down about two and a half feet to almost my knees and we looked at each other so we just can't do it out here i measured my building you know beforehand so i ran around my building 221 times and we we went out to the beach again when it seemed like it was getting you know a little uh less windy it's calming down a little bit so we went out to the beach the second time but it was the same we had it we had to go back so it, it took about you know, 15 more minutes and uh, made it. I was outside the whole time in the hurricane. Yeah, you're in God's hands. Anything could come off a tree, a wire. You know, you, you can't see much. You could trip. So you're kind of at the mercy of God. And you're, you're doing a lot of praying out there as, as I'm circling the building. You know, and I'm counting each time I go around. The other guy says, you count. I'm just going, you know.
What an impressive man. Yeah, amazing. Incredible. And of course, this year presented its own problems with the lockdown in Florida. Uh, Raven explained that they closed the beach on uh, on the 17th of March and he had to run on the pavement, but he's got such a bad back now that that was difficult for him because he Mm. needs to run on the soft sand. So they made a special dispensation so that Raven could run during the pandemic. And he said that on five occasions, five days, he's run in the uh, 25, last 25 years, he's only run five days alone and two of them were this year during the pandemic because obviously he needed to be socially distanced and uh, he's like Rocky he's like Rocky he jumping really over the park benches and he's got um, the kids running after him but but this is the thing you, Raven has an unofficial club so um, people have travelled far and wide to run with him and there are two rules if you want to run first you've got to be nice he's actually banned six runners for bad behaviour in more than 40 years he says 3,000 people have joined him so banning six isn't all that bad you get a nickname if you run the full eight miles which makes Love me want to go over there yeah. and do the eight miles with him just so that I can get a nickname he's chosen everything from things like Barnacle for the too friendly guy who tends to latch on <laughs> to Sleaze Buster for the guy who keeps troublemakers at bay so more on those nicknames in a moment but when did he first realize that he had become a cult? The first seven years, I only had two runners, you know, and uh, everybody gets a nickname. Because, uh, you know, when I played baseball, I used to give nicknames to everybody. The first three runners had their own nickname. The fourth runner says, what's my nickname going to be? And I said, oh, I think I started uh, started something. You know, it, it, you know, being a, a songwriter, it was a, a, a neat creative process to be able to give people nicknames. And then I got a, it was an article in the paper in eight, in the early eighties, uh, in the late eighties and a little, a, t- a short, short TV appearance locally and people just started coming. And then, you know, a magazine in Europe did a story and, uh, people started hear about hearing about me and I just did my thing every day. And I guess I'm sort of a colorful character. So people see you run with Raven out there on South beach. You have fun. You get a nickname. He gives you a lot of, a lot of history of the town, and it's uh, it's been a it's been a cool thing, and, and I enjoy, you know, meeting people, talking to people, inspiring people. And it keep, keeps me going too. You you got to tell us some of your favorite nicknames that you've given out, Raven, over the years. Uh, one guy, uh, Cadaver, you know, like a dead man. He was an older man, older uh, Latin man, and he fell into a hole, and and it looked like and he looked like he was dead. And his arm comes up, and I pull him up, and he starts kept running. You know, he did it twice. And an old lady comes up and says, "Is he all right?" He says, "No, he's okay." And uh, so we, and he had these dark circles under his eyes. He was like a favorite of mine. So we all, we all nicknamed him the Cadaver. He didn't like that, that too much, but he, it did fit him. You know, and a guy called Sleeper, Sleeper used to fall asleep on the run. We'd be talking to him, and all of a sudden he was blank. You know, and then he goes swimming, and he'd, he'd end up, you know, blocks away. And I say, what happens? He says, I don't know. I, I blacked out. I said, you fell asleep. So some people actually live up to their, their nickname. And we got a guy in the lobotomy also. He says inappropriate things. You know, nice guy. But uh, he, first time I, uh, I met him, he used the word lobotomy. And I said, I think that's going to be your nickname. And uh, as I got to know him, it, it, fit, it fit him perfectly. It gets better and better. <laughs> this is my favorite part of Raven's story. Oh, it's brilliant. You, I really want to earn a nickname. What do you think he'd call you? I have no idea. He'd be the cat man uh, yeah, or the golfer. His nicknames aren't particularly complimentary. No, they're really no. say. I had to ask Raven inspiring stories of, of people that had perhaps joined him and had been down on their luck and running kind of helped turn their lives around. Could he recall any? There's one guy, 
he came out of prison. You know, he was looking for, for something, something to something positive. And we met at the pull-up bars. You know, I do pull-ups and push-ups every day before the run. Even at, even at 70 years old, I'm still doing it. And he mentioned, you know, he just got out. And he said, I remember you when I was a little kid. And I can't believe you're still running. So I said, why don't you come run with us? And he started slowly coming out there. He made a ton of friends. He, he ended up getting a job, uh, becoming a personal trainer. He's got a girlfriend. He's got a truck. He's got a home. And, uh, you know, all because he came out there and started running with me. You know, he could have he went the other way and back into jail with doing drugs, but he did, he did the right thing. He did the positive thing. And, uh, you know, that, that was one story. Another guy, uh, I hadn't seen him in many years, and I looked at him. I, I didn't recognize him. He gained about 100 pounds, and he started talking to me. I said, you know, you, you're an athlete. You should, be, you should try to run again. And after a while, I uh, I got him back on the track, as as I say, and he lost uh, quite a bit of weight, changed his life. You know you've made it in America when you own a truck. That is <laughs> yeah. like the calling card for having made it. But what about Raven himself? As he's passed his 70th birthday, what is the next milestone for the streak? The big 5-0, perhaps? Well, I always say I'm training to come back tomorrow, which which I am. At this point in life, I don't I don't make any long-term goals because... You just never know, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. You know, you see people dying every day and or getting the virus or something. So I always just say, uh, I'm trying to come back tomorrow, but the, I got the short-term goals. I just hit, hit my birthday last month, a month ago today, and that was a big one. And then uh, December 31st is um, 46 years every day, and I think it's January 26th. I'll have 135,000 miles. So I make these short-term, short-term goals where it's it's reachable. You know, I don't like to say, "Well, I'm going to go five years," you know, a year. These little short-term, month or two goals. And every 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 four months, I, I make a thousand miles. So I always that I always have that in front of me. What a true inspiration! Yeah, he's great, yeah. and he's obviously still trying to crack the music market as well. <laughs> he still wants to be a hit songwriter, and he did point me towards a song. It's called Eight Miles Gone." Run, Raven, run. And it kind of does what it says on the tin. It is all about his life story. And I think we've got a little clip we can play out of it. I was always leaving, leaving someone behind. Traveling 100,000 miles. I like him, I like him even he's more He's got a that. voice on him. Yeah, he's got that big baritone yeah. kind of vocal. Got to check him out. CNN, the works have done their story on Raven. And no wonder, 46 years running, eight miles a day. He's never taken a day off fantastic thank you for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode we'd love it if you could subscribe rate and give us a review this podcast was presented by chris mccarty sonal rupani and robbie greenfield and produced by tom paul smith we hope you join us next time on the big interview